0: I'm already blessed. I believe God already spoke to our hearts, right? Through those uh, hymns that we uh, sang and uh, that special number and uh, the prayers that we already committed to the Lord. That's the blessing of, uh, you know, prayer meeting, I believe. And uh, I'm so blessed with, with the lambson, you know. I'm, <laughs> I'm reminded when uh, Risa and Rochelle were still babies. You know, these babies before never missed prayer meeting. <laughs> and I think that's the reason they're still here <laughs> they their adult years. So I just praise and thank God for that. So keep it up, Brother Christian. As they say, a family that uh, prays together will what? Together. Stick, stay and serve together. <laughs> okay, let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you once again for tonight. Thank you for uh, once again allowing us to be here as we always acknowledge your faithfulness your grace to us that's why we are here thank you lord and once again as we prepare our hearts for the message that you have given me i just pray to god for the i thank dear dear god for the guidance of the holy spirit as i was preparing this message i just uh, pray to god that uh, you will forgive me for all my sins so that i will be worthy lord god for delivering this message for your people Uh, Please be with us Lord God, give me an organized mind, give my brethren here Lord God um, understanding as well Lord God because we desire to apply this in our lives, especially this uh, new year. In Jesus name I pray, amen and uh, amen. So if you notice the title is Basic Objectives to Improve uh, This New Year in Our Christian Life. So when you talk about objective uh you can think about plans or goals right the things that you want to accomplish it's not necessarily resolution because resolution are easy so easy to break so that's why i put basic objective and the the word basic there it's simple this this preaching tonight this message tonight is very simple but vital in our uh christian life especially when we desire to be faithful this uh, New Year. So, there's no, I, I didn't put any specific verse, but I have a lot of verses uh, into uh, my three points. So, as I uh, introduce it, I, I I say that without goals in life, you know, we will be just going with the flow. We just take what life brings to us, but it's not supposed to be as a, be- as a believer, as a child of God, right? We just don't, uh, wait for, for what happens to us because we have a lot of ministries that God has given us you know someone said give me a stock clerk with a goal and I will give you a man who make history give me a man without a goal and I will give you a stock clerk <laughs> that's very true I, you know I would like to share these three basic objectives number one Praying. Very basic, right? Praying. You know, I was reminded when Pastor Sam was talking about this football player, his name is uh, Damar Hamlin of the uh, Buffalo Bill. I don't know if you uh, saw that in, in YouTube when he suddenly collapsed during the game, right? And then all of a sudden, all players from both teams kneeled around him. As they were trying to resuscitate him. They're praying. And the one that struck me is one of the anchor of the NF, ESPN NFL Life, NFL Life. As they were broadcasting. This guy just asked his co-anchors, can we pray? You cannot. That's rare. You cannot do that. That's worldwide, you know, televised. And so I was so amazed. And I was thinking, wow, if America, the whole America will pray like that. What's a great revival. Right? In that instant moment, God reminded America that America need him. That they are to pray to him. So let's join the millions of Americans praying for Damar Hamlin tonight. So tonight, i like to emphasize, I, I don't know if you have heard this, but tonight I would just like to pour my heart on the other aspect of prayer. Because our tendency is when we talk about prayer, we always think of how God will answer. You know, we have this, like, if God answers, he can say yes, he can say no, he can say wait, or he's just silent, right? But what I would like to emphasize on the minister of praying tonight is on our side. What's, what's our part when it comes to praying? You know, I, I put there, there is a negative component and a condition In prayer. Like for instance. Let's go to the first verse. John chapter 9 verse 31. Now we know. That God heareth not sinners. That's a negative component right there. Now take note. But if. Right? Condition. Any man be a worshiper of God and doeth, there's the key, his will, him, what? He heareth. So right there in that verse, we see, right, our part. The negative component or message in that verse is that God does not listen to sinners. And this can apply to believers too. Because in Psalm 66 verse 18, the psalmist said, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Take note, right? right? So the reason we ask for forgiveness for our sins, every time we worship the Lord, every time we go to prayer, what do we do? What do we do? We always ask for forgiveness. Right. And one of my favorite verses as a child of God is 1 John So the condition for God in that verse to answer our prayer is that if we are what? A worshiper of him. Right now we are worshiping the Lord. And we just committed all those prayer requests. So I think we're doing it by God's grace, right? And we always say this, believers are the true worshipers. And then what is the other one? Condition. Those that do His will. Are we doing His will tonight? Amen. By just being here, that's already a blessing for us, a privilege for us to do the will of God in our church ministries. Another verse with similar message, First Peter chapter 3, verse 12. For the eyes of the Lord, take note, are over the... Righteous and his ears are open unto their prayers. So if you link those two righteous and listening or ears, God ears that are open to our prayers. And then it says, but the face of the Lord (laughs) is against them that do evil. That's the negative component right there. So. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. Ibig sabihin, God opposed those who do evil. But the condition of God to answer our prayers is what? Righteousness. For the eyes of the Lord are over what? The righteous. You know, talking about the prayer of a righteous man, the familiar verse is what? James 5 16. It says. Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another that ye may be healed. Now, the promise is, in verse, the next statement, the factual, fervent prayer of a, there you go, righteous man, what? Availeth much. So I think you're getting the point, right? The verse is loaded. What is the requirement uh, requirement mentioned? Confess your faults one to another. You know, this is one of the hardest things to do. Accepting and telling each other the wrong things we have done. Confessing our faults to one another is vital in order for us to be able to follow the next command. Where it says, pray for one another. I see it is hard to pray for someone you cannot forgive and for someone who cannot forgive you. (laughs) That's reality. It's only by the grace of God. These two confess and pray are, I would say, the antibiotic of hatred, (laughs) animosity, you know, or division among believers. And when it happened in the New Testament, remember, Paul is trying to advise the Corinthian believers about this also. So James said, confess your faults to one another and pray for one another that what? Ye may be healed. So there's the key. There's the condition right there. I believe the phrase that ye may be healed does not necessarily mean healed from physical illness or disease. But it pertains to being at peace with one another. Unified. Meaning, there is harmony and solidarity. So, God will not hear our prayers as a church if we are not in harmony. So, that's the message there for the church. And then the next verse states, the next statement states, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Now, let's dig deeper on that one. Righteous men. It seems that a prayer that is effective and fervent according to this verse that availeth much is linked to a what? Righteous man. Not just a man, but a righteous man. Now the question is: are we righteous? As believers, we understand. Uh, how a man is made righteous, right? Let's read 1 Corinthians 130. 1 Corinthians 130. But of him are ye in Christ. Who of God is made unto us, take not now, we are so blessed, wisdom, <laughs> righteousness, and sanctification and redemption. That's our favorite. Redemption. Now, according to this verse, wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption are from God through Jesus Christ. So thank God at the moment of our salvation, we know this, we have all this presently and positionally. Uh, Pastor Sam already explained to us what is positionally when it comes to our salvation. Right? 2 Corinthians 5:21. For he hath made him, Jesus, to be sin for us, who knew no no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Very clear. Theologians called it imputed righteousness. So now let's read. Take note now. This is the application. I I would like you to catch this. 1 John 2.29 If ye know that He, Jesus Christ, is righteous, ye know that everyone that doeth righteousness is what? Born of Him. Is of God. So it seems that one of the basis for God to answer our prayers is righteous living. You know, righteous living like you know, kawanggawa or you talk about Ethics, morality, you know, good morals. I mean, this can be done by people who doesn't believe in God. Minsan nga, mas mabait pa nga kaysa sa mga you know? So even those who do not believe God exists can live righteously. But I'm talking about the righteousness of Christ imputed in us at the moment of our salvation and I would like to underscore underscore this. This is the foundation or basis of our righteous living. That's why verses in the Bible, you do this not to please men, but to please God. Everyone that doeth righteousness, the verses, is born of him. So you know, have a living a righteous life does not mean we will not, commit mistake anymore does not mean we will not fail or fall but as believers as children of God if we fail if we fall what are we going to do we must rise up right someone said the man who wins may have been counted out several times take note but he didn't hear the referee (laughs) You know, we should ignore the temptations of Satan. We should face sufferings and struggles as the Bible says by the grace of God, as he said, my grace is sufficient for thee. The reason why we can face death with confidence as well is because the promise of that blessed hope, eternal life. So I praise and thank God that Sister Alice Underscore that because when Pastor, uh, what's his name? I just Pastor Vic Carpew went to East Timor. They had a Bible study in his nephew's school over there because they have a school in East Timor. And uh, I heard that uh, they received the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So, in pinanghahawakan natin, right? The man who wins may have been counted out several times, but he didn't hear the referee. No, you know, this is biblical. I, I praise and thank God for Sister Shirley because he has given me this little book where I'm getting these uh, quotes. It's, uh, it, it's, the title is Little Book for Men. Little Guidebook for Men. And full of quotes. And that's where I'm getting. There's no specific like uh, person that is written there. That's why I always say someone said But it's coming from Bible verses. Like for example, the man who wins may have been counted out several times, but he didn't hear the referee. It's coming from Proverbs 24, 16. Proverbs 24, 16. For a just man falleth several or seven times, and what? Riseth up again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. So this is what Paul... uh, have to say about righteous living in Colossians chapter 3, right? You're so familiar with that. The apostle Paul says to the believers there, put away everything evil out of your life. Sexual sin, anything immoral, he said, sinful thoughts, and wanting things that are wrong, (laughs) and greediness, which he said, is an idol worship. So those falls under the category of righteous living. So if you're thinking, what is righteous living? No? I would like to say this as a child of God, when righteous living is linked in the name of Jesus Christ, our prayer produces wonderful results. In Hebrews 4, 14 to 16. Hebrews 4, 14 to 16. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Now take note, this is our uh, key verse. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Righteous living in the name of Jesus Can get us to his promise. John 14, 12 to 14. And whatsoever ye ask, ye shall ask in my name. That will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. But don't forget the context we already discussed righteousness, condition. Okay? It's a long explanation, but I hope for this new year. We will consider these truths about prayer. We must not only focus on the response of God, but also be aware of our part. The condition of God for him to answer our prayers. In fact, the condition of God answering our prayers is all over the Bible. Look at that. God answers our prayer if what? We obey him. If we confess our sins. If we abide in Christ if we ask according to his will, if we ask in faith, if we have the pure motives, if we live peaceably with one another and more. So, but these conditions, take note, these conditions should not, I repeat, should not hinder us to pray, but undertake it by God's grace to support our ACTS. What is that? (laughs) Adoration, confession, what's the Thanksgiving and supplication. Okay, let's go to the next. Listening. Basic, right? Basic objective, but vital. Praying and then number two, listening. You know, praying to God is not supposed to be one-sided. It is not just you talking nonstop. Because that's our tendency, Right? When we pray, we do all the talking, and we just want God to listen. But praying to God must also include listening from him. It's a two-way communication. You know, the Bible said God created us with ears and eyes. It's obvious, right? (laughs) To listen to him and read his word. Proverbs 20, verse 12. The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord hath made even Both of them. That's a good reminder. Because at times we are not listening. (laughs) At times we are not using our eyes properly. Paul said in Romans 10.17. So then faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So I believe most of us got saved. By listening to the preaching. And presentation of the gospel. God said in Isaiah 28.23. Give ye ear. And hear my voice. Hearken and hear my speech. And John the Baptist in Matthew eleven fifteen, He that hear hath ears to hear. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Mm. So, alam natin yung gamit ng tenga natin, right? You see, at times, we use our ears to listen more from Marites. <laughs> than God, you know? Kung may tenga, makinig. Kung may diferensya ang tenga, bumili ng hearing aid. How do we listen from God, by the way? How do we listen from God? We've been listening to God, actually, since we started. Messages through preaching. Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2, Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. You know what? I was so blessed last Monday night. When Brother Alex invited his neighbors. The the one that struck me is their age. 85, 83 (laughs) 80, uh, the other one, uh, yeah, 83. The other one is 83 as well. And Pastor Ricky just presented a beautiful presentation of the gospel because he can really speak Tagalog beautifully. And they really understood it. And by the time Pastor Ricky said, "Brother Bob, can you just lead them to acceptance?" They just followed. They're so ready. And uh, I said, Lord. Thank you for this home for using for the gospel to be shared to these old people. Who knows, 85, 83? First time in their life to, to hear that gospel? I mean, don't on me. I'm not hyper-Calvinist, okay? But <laughs> I was <laughs> thinking of that predestination like chosen before the foundation of the world <laughs> because of this, uh, you know, old, old folks who never heard the gospel Why only now? That's the appointed time. Wow. 1 Thessalonians 2.13 For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when ye received the word of God, Paul said, which ye heard of us, ye receive it not as the word of men. It's not the word of men. Pastor Ricky was preaching the word of God. We were listening to God through Pastor Ricky during that night. And the result was so wonderful. Salvation of three senior citizens. Ye receive it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God, take note, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. I think it is a good objective this new year, I would say this, to pray for our teachers. And preachers, amen? I know most of us don't like to hear long sermons or preaching. Like tonight, I'm preaching long. (laughs) But have you considered the truth that God can speak to us through the teachers and preachers, especially when they quote verses from the Bible? That's why, by the grace of God, I always make sure that my message is loaded with verses. You know, if you are tempted to be bored, as we say, not blessed by the teaching or preaching, you know, just focus on the verses being read from the Bible. I think that's the key. (laughs) Nevertheless, this should also serve as a challenge for teachers and preachers to prepare well. So people will listen. Amen. You know, my warning si James sa chapter 3 in the context of controlling the things we say or controlling our tongue, right? In James chapter 3, he said, not many of you should be teachers because you will be judged more strictly than others. Sabi niya, minsan minsan mas magandang tahimik na lang para walang masabing mali. <laughs> I'm not saying this to discourage us to not teach or preach. I'm saying it to encourage us to prepare and study well. I'm preaching to myself as well. All right. Through godly testimonies, number two. 2 Timothy 1, verse 8. God can speak to us through godly testimonies. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord... Nor of me, his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Paul said to Timothy. In John 3, 11. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Jesus said, we speak that we do know and testify that we have sinned. And ye receive not our witness. You know, God can speak through believers' godly testimonies and experiences in the christian life you know every time we hear testimonies especially from our missionaries it is as if god is telling us i told you so (laughs) because if you listen to our missionaries especially when they shared about their blessings in the mission field the, the problems the struggles but god helped them god sustained them so it is as if god is telling us through their testimonies hey My grace is sufficient for thee. My will is on point. My goal for you, my plan for you is on point. And you can trust me. I hope this will encourage us to be ready to give testimonies about God's goodness in our life. If we are asked to share. Okay. Oh, this one. This is basic. God can speak to us through psalm, hymns, and spiritual music. Ephesians 5.19, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. So God can speak to us through music. Every time there is a special number or the choir sings, we must listen carefully. Not because, of course, we have good singers in our church. But we should listen not just because of those good voices, right? Like Pastor Abel. But we must listen carefully because God speaks to us through the lyrics of those songs. Amen. We thank God for Pastor Abel for carefully choosing songs, you know, for the choir that have biblical messages. Special numbers or singing in the choir is not just, I, I repeat, I, I underscore, it is not just a typical ministry. I would say it's a noteworthy, remarkable. Ministry, Because like teaching and preaching, God is speaking to us through music. So don't be shy when Pastor Abel will ask you, including me, to sing. Come. Just uh, meditate upon the lyrics and uh, just concentrate on the lyrics. Don't concentrate on your voice if you are not, you know, (laughs) you're not uh, uh, what you call this. Confident with your voice. Now, the last but not the least is through the Bible, of course, right? Through the Bible. Isaiah fifty-five eleven: So shall my word be, he that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, God said, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Santayu tayo kung wala tayong Biblia, right? Where will we be? as christians and believers if we don't have this bible second timothy 316 of course all scripture is given by inspiration of god and is what profitable for doctrine reproof correction instruction and righteousness so when we read the bible god is speaking to us if you can't read you listen to an audio bible if you cannot read and hear look for a language Sign language ministry. So there's no excuse. If you can see and hear, then just listen to that still small, small voice, coming to your heart and mind from the Lord. What I'm saying this, I, what I'm saying is, God can speak to us in every or any circumstances. Walang excuse. Last Sunday we were given a simple formula of how to compute. How many hours we can spend looking at the apps of our gadgets, right? Facebook or YouTube maybe. Compared to how many hours we read the Bible. So if the Bible is the word of God, then it is the best book we can ever have. Let's read it daily, amen? Someone said, a man who does not read good books has no advantage over the men who can't treat them. That's very true. Proverbs 23 verse 12. Apply thine heart unto instruction. And thine ears to the words of knowledge. So from the Bible, God can speak to you about who he is and about who you are. He can speak to you about the Holy Spirit. Ati jo, I heard Adijo said, God can speak to us through the Holy Spirit. He can speak to you about Jesus Christ, the greatest name, the greatest news, and the greatest need. He can speak to you about the problem and penalty of sin and the provision that He has given us, no other than His only begotten Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. He can speak to you about the blessed hope, eternal life, eternal life to live forever with Him in the future. He can speak to you about how you can live your Christian life biblically. He can speak to you about how you can distinguish good from evil. Especially for our young people, especially for our high school, college students. You know, relativism is the domineering principle about truth in your generation. Confused about the basis of tolerance. The gender issue, it used to be just simple, male and female. Now the definition is constantly changing. The issue about abortion. The beginning of life. You know, God can speak to you about doctrines from the Bible. You know, I was, I was reading this uh, story in Mark chapter 12 for the, uh, the Sadducees, you know. When you talk about the Sadducees, they believe no one will rise from death, right? That's why the joke is, sad you see. <laughs> Do you know what they told Jesus about a woman? When the, the husband of that woman died, according to Moses, the other brother should marry so that they could have a, a son or like a, a child. So they said the second, uh, the, the, brother, the second brother died also without a child. And then the third brother who married the woman, he died too. And then until the seventh brother also died. And he said, they said to Jesus, so Jesus, after death in heaven, who will be the husband of that woman? <laughs> And you know what, Jesus, how could you be so wrong, Sadducees? It's because you don't know what the scriptures say. You don't know anything about God's power. Jesus said, when people rise from death, there will be no marriage. I hope no one here adhere to the doctrine of the Sadducees. So it's very important. God speak to us through the Bible about his doctrine you know I hope no one here should uh, ignore doctrines because doctrines are so important God can speak to you about his plans for you the question I often asks what is God's will for me but you know what I think the problem is not knowing the will of God the problem is obeying the will of God there are so many revealed wills of God in the Bible Why do we ask for the will that we cannot know if we cannot even (laughs) pay attention to the one that is already revealed? He can speak to you about how to handle your burdens and blessings. You know what? Blessings at times is also a curse if you cannot handle it in a godly way. He can speak to you about how uh, not to worry. You know, Matthew chapter 6, the Lord Jesus Christ said, why worry? The sparrow, the lilies, they're being provided by God. They didn't worry. And he said, this is what you do in Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God in his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. That's the key. So this new year, let's give more time to listening to God instead of us always the one talking, right? Less marites, more listening. More quiet time, amen? Now let's go to uh, the last point. Uh, I'll make it fast. Oh, it's already 9.15. The hardest part, right? The hardest part, obeying. I'm pretty sure you agree when I say prefer. you prefer, prefer praying and listening more than obeying. So this only shows that we need to improve in our obedience this new year as well. Not only this new year, by the way, but all the years to come, God willing. Now James 1.22 but be doers of the word and not hearers only, take note, deceiving yourselves. So it's very clear. According to this verse, we are just deceiving ourselves if we do not obey. Right? Someone said, The world is blessed most by men who do things and not by those who merely talk about them. John thirteen seventeen. If you know these things... Happy are ye if you do them. You talk about Moses. You talk about Jeremiah. You talk about Samuel, right? They said, speak, Lord, thy servant is listening. But they did not stop there, right? They obeyed. You know, at, at, at first, Jeremiah, you know, he was like complaining to God. I, I'm not sufficient for the task, Lord. He tried to convince God that he was inexperienced to public speaking. And he's make, making. he said to God, you're making a bad choice, Lord. And same thing with Moses. God, I'm not good enough. Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? But well, you know what? Thank God the story did not stop there as well. Because when they obeyed God, despite of their limitations, they accomplished many things. For God's glory. Jeremiah was a successful spiritual leader to his countrymen, you know, especially during the Babylonian captivity. And Moses, we know, he's considered the greatest prophet of Israel and he wrote the Torah, right? And then here comes the, the departing of the Red Sea and leading the Egyptians out, I mean, the Israelites out of Egypt. See those accomplishments. So I strongly believe that all the ministries of our church will be strong and healthy if every member of our church will say, Speak, Lord, I'm listening, and I'm willing to obey by your grace and mercy. Psalm 54, 4, Behold, God is mine helper. The Lord is with them that uphold my soul. Hebrews thirteen, six: So that we may be boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what men shall do unto me. If God is for us, who can be against us? Someone said, it is impossible for that man to despair who remembers that his helper is omnipotent. Psalm 121 verses 1 to 2, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and earth. That's the resume (laughs) of who we are trusting and of who we are looking at. The creator of heaven and earth. The creator of you and me. Yes, we may fail in our obedience, but we must not quit when we fail. We must continue. Again, someone said, a man is not finished when he is defeated. He is finished when he quits. So don't quit. Galatians 6.9 And let us not be wary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap. If We faint not. So, folks, brothers and sisters in the Lord, these three praying, listening, and obeying, they're just basic objectives. But as I've said, they are so vital in our Christian life. Without it, I don't think we can really prove our Christianity. Amen. Let us pray. Dear God, we thank you for reminding us tonight about praying, listening, and obeying. They are vital in proving That we love you. It demonstrates our faithfulness, our commitment to you. And we know, dear God, that these basic objectives will open the door of your blessings to us as well. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.